passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Bucknutters, welcome to the Bucknuts Morning Five here on Friday, January 10th, 2020. I am Dave Biddle, very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker. Jay Book, let's start with who's going to be the starting DBs for the Buckeyes this coming fall. Obviously, Sean Wade's going to be one of them. Thank goodness he's coming back. Uh, who do you think the other three starting DBs will be for the Buckeyes this year? Yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's going to be a, a nice little battle there with the other three. Obviously, Josh Proctor looks like he's poised, poised to be one of the starting safeties there. Um, the one thing that you really have to like about uh, down the stretch, you had a bevy of those young guys competing uh, in critical minutes with Seven Banks and uh, Ken Brown and um, Way Way was out there helping those younger guys, and then you had Amir Reef. So I think those are the guys that you're going to be looking at that's probably going to get first dibs in there. Um, the name that I'm going to be interested in, who I believe needs to have a monster spring, is Tyreek Johnson. He hasn't been healthy um, obviously, he started getting a little bit more uh, on the field as he got healthier down the stretch there. But he's a guy that was a five-star player coming into the program that a lot of people had high expectations for. So if he can put it together, he's going to be um, a name to watch. I know Mar- they're very high on Marcus Williamson, a uh, smaller corner, but a very scrappy guy. Um, just seeing him out there um, could be in the spring, could be something to keep an eye on. So. I think they have a lot of talent. There's going to be a lot of green talent. I think that they really did those guys a huge favor by getting them critical minutes. I mean, at one point in the Big Ten Championship, Ohio State was down, and you saw a lot of those second-string guys in there getting critical reps. And for them to be doing that tells me that they have a lot of confidence in those younger guys. So I think, um, you know, you'll get your your – I think for sure you're going to have Sean Wade as a lock in – Josh Proctor as a lock, and then I think you're going to have a nice little rotation with the other younger guys for the other two spots. But I really like the way Amir Reap came on down the stretch there, too. He got some critical uh, plays in there, and I thought that he played really well in the Michigan game uh, getting that interception. Schematically, um, obviously they went with basically three corners and one safety. Jordan Fuller was the free safety. Um, the deep safety, and they went with three corners. Very interesting. Um, now, Sean Wade is, you know, he's Swiss Army knife. I mean, he can do a little bit of everything, um, kind of like Micah Fitzpatrick with uh, the Steelers, former Alabama DB. He's basically, you know, he can do a little bit of everything. But um, 
do you think that was a Jeff Halfley thing, or do you think now, and even if it was, do you think Ryan Day is going to tell um, you know, the defensive staff he wants to continue doing that? Just how do you think it's going to look schematically? you think they're going to do what they did last year, or might they go with more of a traditional uh, defensive backfield? No, from what I told, this is something that um, Ryan Day wants to continue going forward. So just just uh, as far as the defense, you know, it went from a bottom tier uh, total defense to a top five defense nationally, and the pass defense was pretty outstanding there. So I think this is the, the direction that Ryan Day wants to go with in the future. So I expect to see more of that. Uh, and I think uh, with Madison remaining there, you'll still see a lot of that. Um, obviously, once the new defensive back coach comes in, he's going to have his input on how they want to play it and which guys um, are going to be on the field. But I think going forward, this is going to be something that Ryan Day commands out of his defensive coordinators. And again, as we talk about on the show, uh, uh, seems like every day on the show, the, the worst kept secret in the world that Kerry Combs is going to be coming to Ohio State. At least we think. You never know till it's finalized. But the main thing we're hearing that will be finalized as soon as the Titans um, quit winning football games. These pesky Titans keep winning football games. They beat the Patriots last week. They're going to play the Ravens, the number one seeded Ravens in Baltimore Saturday night. So we'll see if the Titans can keep winning. If maybe they'll, uh, their storybook season will finally end. But uh, if it is Kerry Combs, uh, the, uh, all of the rumors are true, Jay Book. Uh, what's your reaction to Kerry Combs going back in a bigger role as co-defensive coordinator and secondary coach? I like it. Obviously, um, he, he's going to bring a ton of energy to the, to the fold there. He's a dynamic recruiter. Um, his recruiting chops speaks for itself. His player development speaks for itself. I know uh, the one caveat that a lot of people – um, on the message boards and, and on Twitter and stuff was concerned about was what technique is he going to be coaching because obviously, you know, a lot of people saw uh, the technique where uh, under Shiano, um, where the defensive backs, they were playing the wide receivers and not locating the football, and we all saw how that developed. It was an absolute disaster when it comes to the pass defense. And then as Halfley came in, uh, they they played more of, getting their heads around, finding the ball, making plays on the football. And you saw a dra- dramatic increase in uh, getting the hands on the football as well as um, making big-time plays. Um, and you also kind of saw that with uh, Chris Ash. He was a big proponent of finding the football. Uh, Malik Hooker thrived on that. So it would be interesting to see what type of technique um, he implies here because he's coached both. Um, but just having him back, you're going to have uh, a bevy of grizzled veterans on that defensive side of the football with him and Larry Johnson and Madison. And then you couple that with a lot of the uh, energetic uh, younger guys on the staff. I think Ryan Day is putting together a heck of a mix here. But one thing that cannot be uh, overstated is you're going to have another dynamic recruiter. And I was really surprised how well Jeff Halfley recruited you know, his first go around and he did a remarkable job, but just seeing the DBs that Kerry Coon was able to pump into the NFL and the guys that he was able to pluck speaks for itself. Cam Martinez is kind of the one remaining holdout, so to speak, for the 2020 class. Um, he'll make his decision on the late signing day, um, so I think that is uh, February 5th he will make his decision. Um, what do you think is going to happen with Cam Martinez? He's still verbally committed to Ohio State. He was close with Jeff Halfley. If Kerry Combs is the guy, we know where Cam Martinez lives. He lives in Michigan. Kerry Combs did a great job recruiting the state of Michigan. I would think Kerry Combs is going to be able to re-land 
uh, Karen Martinez, so to speak. What do you think is going to happen, Jay Book? Yeah, I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed here. Um, right now, and I would say he will stick with the Buckeyes. I'm always a guy that uh, says follow the actions of the kids, not necessarily the words. If we start hearing about him taking visits um, to other schools, that's when I would say it's time to be concerned. Uh, once the kid starts getting wined and dined and red carpet on other campuses, at, at that point, all bets are off. Um, but if we can get Kerry Combs in the fold here and, la- and allow him to start re- re-recruiting Martinez just so that he can feel comfortable with Combs, um, I'm not sure if Combs has a prior relationship with Martinez considering he's been a big-time Michigan prospect uh, for many years now. Uh, I'm not sure if they ever rubbed elbows when the time that Kerry Combs is here. So I think uh, with Martinez, you have to like what you're hearing from him verbally. Um, he hasn't taken any other visits to other schools that we know of publicly. So right now, um, things look to, looking to be um, headed towards the Buckeyes way, but you just have to hold on here and hope that when Combs get on board that he can close the deal. Notre Dame getting in late. Looks like it was going to be, if he was going to flip from Ohio State, it would be Northwestern. Now, Notre Dame's getting in the mix a little bit. We'll see. I, I, again, I'm confident Cam Martinez will be a Buckeye and Kerry Combs will lock that down. Um, Donovan Jackson, speaking of locking it down, the Buckeyes got uh, their latest commitment, their 2021 class, back on Wednesday. Donovan Jackson, high four-star offensive tackle from Texas. No surprise here, Jay Book. I think we all knew he was going to be a Buckeye. But, man, this 2021 class, I think we knew it was going to be really good. I mean, it could be special. It could be uh, even better than the 2020 class. Yeah, it, that's a big-time get, um, pulling him out of Texas. Um, he's going to be a future stud. I mean, he was one of the – the younger guys that was invited to uh, the the Nike opening combine, and he performed at a high level there, um, showing that he can compete with the big boys. So just getting him um, in the fold this early is tremendous. I think this 2021 class is going to have a monster offensive line haul. Um, right now they're off to a roaring start as far as the overall team. A lot of, a lot of pieces that have to – um, fall for Ohio State as far as running back recruiting and defensive back recruiting. I think those two are going to be the main priority, but where they position themselves at as far as offensive line recruiting has to be extremely, um, extremely encouraging for the staff and the fans here because I think you're going to see a, uh, you know, at least four or five um, guys in this class that are going to be top you know, 200, 247 guys on the offensive line. So just getting that type of offensive line hall is going to set the tone for the program for years to come. Just getting some of those guys in the trenches, they're going to be some junkyard dogs. Um, but you have to give it up. Stud is doing a remarkable job on the recruiting trail right now, um, getting getting the guys that he, that he got in this past 2020 class and then getting off to a hot start in 2021. You have to feel good where Ohio State's at with this 2021 class. And I think – as you mentioned, it has the potential to be even better than this 2020 class, which was outstanding. Last thing, um, this one perplexes me. I want to talk about Billy Price for a little bit. Um, this isn't coming out of left field. The Athletic, uh, they did a story on Billy Price and how it might be time for the Bengals to um, cut their losses, is what the exact quote from Paul Daner was. He does a great job covering the Bengals, Paul, Paul Daner. And this really, this just, I don't know. I, I'm just... Absolutely flabbergasted by this, Jay. But Billy Price is a guy. He started 55 consecutive games at Ohio State. Four-year starter. Started as a redshirt freshman on the national championship team in 2014 at guard. Three-year starter at guard. 
as we all know, moved to center as a fifth-year senior, Remington Award winner as the nation's best center, All-American. Again, the Iron Man of Ohio State with 55 straight starts, never missed a game, started every game. Um, you know, was a really good player. Bengals take him in the first round. You're thinking, not you, but maybe you. Everybody's thinking, okay, that's a solid pick right there. Billy Price might not be a star, but he'll be. At least I was thinking he'll be the Bengals center for the next 10 years. Well, already the Bengals have a new center, Trey Hopkins, who was an undrafted free agent um, a few years ago, is beating out Billy Price. They re-signed Trey Hopkins to a three-year contract the Bengals did, and the Bengals don't feel Billy Price is very good at guard. They, they tried him at guard. They think he's a center or nothing in the NFL, so it might be time to trade Billy Price for pennies on the dollar. I did not see this coming at all. Um, just your thoughts on this, Jay Book. Yeah, I'm a little surprised about it because, you know, you would have thought Billy with his size and strength it had translated over to the NFL game. Um, so far, it looks like it hasn't. Um, I thought Billy, as you mentioned, would be a, a multi-year starter for the Bengals, a guy that uh, has shown to be pretty savvy at the center position and could be pretty nasty in the run-blocking game. So I thought at the time it was going to be a solid pickup for Cincinnati, but obviously things haven't played out like they were hoping for. Um, Billy got outplayed for the center spot, and he hasn't uh, really lived up to the expectations that is set for him for the guard position. So if I'm Billy, I will want to get traded right now because if the Bengals don't have that confidence in you, I want another crack at the center position with another uh, potential team. So if he can get out of there, then good for him. I mean, obviously Billy's going to have to – really bring his game up to another level to stick in the NFL. But uh, just the news that, you know, he, he's fallen that out of favor with Cincinnati is kind of surprising this early on in his career. Yeah, no question about it. Hopefully he uh, turns it around, and if it's not with the Bengals, it'll be with somebody else. Um, work ethic has never been a problem with him, so I don't, I don't know what's going on there. Maybe it's the Bengals' development. Uh, that could certainly be an issue. Uh, great stuff, as always, from Jonah Booker. Really appreciate it, Jay Book, and appreciate all the listeners out there for tuning into the show. Hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend. I'll tell you that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. Plus original docuseries returns. The last time I saw Max, he looked at us laughing, and then everything changed in a blink of an eye. My feeling as a detective is that he was murdered. Yahoo Entertainment calls it a spine-chilling docuseries showcasing real-life tragedies. What if it was your child who went missing? We need to know the truth. Never seen again. Now streaming on Paramount+.